said, let there be light. This is said in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis 3, Genesis 1, verse 3. See, light is always a subject all the way through the Bible because it was always God's plan. The world needs light. Light brings life, and without light, we are blind. In Job 29, verse 3, it says, By his lamp I walked through the darkness. Christmas is all about a little baby who was born in a stable. But this baby is described as the light of the world. He is the one who lights the path that without him we can't see, and he is the one who brings everlasting joy. In life, we have a choice to go down many different paths, but there is always one way that will lead to the most success and happiness, and this is the path that God wants us to take. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. In the nativity, the wise men don't get given a map and a compass to lead them to Bethlehem. They have to follow a star. God's light is the light that guides us. It's the light that always leads you to the right path, the one that brings you hope and a future. 2 Samuel 22 verse 29 says, The Lord turns my darkness into light. God's light and guidance has the power to improve and bring, light, bring everything into our life that we may need. This do is not just for some people. It's not just for the top few hand-picked candidates. It's for everyone, no matter what they have done or where they are from. In Ephesians 6 verse 9 it says, He who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. With God we are always accepted. This week of Advent is joy. Christmas is a huge celebration that God became flesh just to save us. It is a celebration because to God, every one of us is worthy of his love. For me, the idea that God loves us so much and thinks we are so perfect and special is incredible. That he is happy to forgive us every single time we mess up. That he became man on earth just so that we could have a relationship with him. This knowledge brings joy. Psalm 90 verse 14 says, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy. God's love brings us joy and hope because it is greater than we could ever imagine. In our world, there are so many people who are rejected, who have no family, no home. But with God, enemies are made families, orphans become sons or daughters, those with nothing become heirs. Outcasts are invited in, everyone is safe from sin because with God became flesh and lowly so that the broken can become holy. Christmas is not just the birth of a baby, it's the start of God's great plan that still affects us all daily. It's the birth of a saviour that overcame death, even forgiving his murderers in his final breath. For all of humanity, Jesus was sent, forgiving the sins of all who repent. He was a friend to the worthless, a hope-bringing preacher, a miracle worker, a healer and teacher. Those who are lost, broken and alone are invited, wanted, named and known. See, with God, you are born to breathe, free to live, saved from sin, lit to shine, allowed to love, already loved from God above, just as you are. Jesus came to save you from your sins so that you could have eternity in heaven. He wasn't just a baby born in a manger. He was a baby born to die for you. I'll leave you with this. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. I asked Emma to share that because um, she did that at Tuesday Club uh, last week, and it was, I thought it was so good that it needed to be shared with everybody else. And uh, the truths in that are, are, are amazing. The fact that Jesus 
was sent, the only Son of the Father for us. That is enough for us to be full of joy. Yeah? Yeah, that's good. And joy means, hopefully if it comes up on the screen, in a minute, Jesus on you. I've thought long and hard about this one. Long and hard. Jesus on you. We talk about joy being in us, don't we? We talk about having joy in us, but it needs to be on us as well. It needs to be evident on our outward appearance. Emma has just shared with us how the light has come to the earth through Jesus, a light in the darkness to shine bright. That in itself, like I said, is enough for us to just be full of joy. But he gives us so much more, which is great. You can tell by my outward jumper that I like Star Wars. Groans starting. Inside, I am the last Jedi. That's not true, actually. I haven't actually seen the film yet, which is really, really embarrassing, and I do apologise, um, but hopefully seeing it tomorrow. Um, but actually, how many of us, have, of us say that we've got joy of Jesus in us, but we don't exhibit it? We don't wear that. We don't let it be outward. We just kind of hold on to it. Um, and it's kind of a little bit selfish. We're just holding on to Jesus inside, but... Outside, I'm kind of like not really showing us uh, the joy. Yes, it is what is inside us that counts. Okay? It is inside us that counts. It is Jesus in us that counts, though. Okay? Jesus. If we're not showing that outwardly, we're doing Jesus an injustice. It's like having all of the Christmas presents and giving nobody else any. Holding on to Jesus, that joy of Jesus in us, and not showing it. Um, Matthew seven sixteen to 20, it says, By their fruit you will recognise them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Fruit is the evidence of what's on the outside. If you see healthy fruit, the tree is good, yes? And we pick and we eat. But if you see rotten or diseased fruit, something's not right on the inside. So how many of us knew that one of those lime trees in the high street had disease. No one knew until someone went and had a look and inspected it and said, there's a disease in it, and we'll cut back as much as we can, and we'll give it the name Stumpy. (laughs) Stumpy is no more. Stumpy was cut down because it was rotten and diseased on the inside. Rotten and diseased on the inside. And pretty much it probably is now on someone's fire. That's where it's at. Joy is one of these fruits. 
If you see that on someone, you know that's good on the inside. Okay, it's good on the inside. I know life can drag us down, but Philippians 4, 4 to 7 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's a reason why Paul repeats this. He says, I will say it again, rejoice. In a time we're living at the moment where things like mental health in young and old is so prevalent in our society, in the media, it's great to read a scripture like this, I think. I think it's really good to read this. Rejoice, be a person of joy. Be gentle to all, another fruit. You know, Ian has been talking about our Christian character over the last year or so. How we must exhibit these fruits so that people will know, ah, this is a person of Jesus. Unfortunately, a lot of us are still working on that, myself included, Our Christian character needs to be paramount. Are we gentle Christians or are we still a bit too harsh on others? Do not be anxious. Boy, do we need to hear this today. Anxiety is huge in our lives. We're so busy running around doing this, that and the other that we forget to stop and spend time in the presence of the Father. And guess what? We get all worried and anxious about, will I do this, can I do that, can I do this? Do not be anxious about anything. Christians, we have the greatest father. He won't let us down. Let's trust him. We do his will. We obey his commands. The Bible says we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Pray. In other words, talk to him. Chat with him. Like you chat to your dad. Ask him questions. Dad... I don't get how this works. Dad might say, earthly dads might say, I don't know either. But let's talk to God about it. Let's pray. Let's ask the Father in heaven to give us the answers. Verse 7 for me is the best bit. It's there. And the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Not any old peace. Not earthly peace. Godly peace, that shalom, everything is okay. It's far greater than our understanding that we can think through. And that understanding will guard your hearts and minds. It's my opinion that Paul, in this short few sentences, summed up his own understanding of not being anxious, knowing the peace of God in his life. And it helped him deal with some of the the mental and the physical issues that he had. Maybe this is a verse that we need to look at a little bit more. We're called to rejoice. We're called to be people of joy, to be set apart, to be different. Let's not let anxiety rule us, but let joy rule us. Malachi 4 verse 2. Now, it's a verse you probably would never have heard at a little Christmas 
carol service. But it says, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. I love this verse. It's one of my life verses. When I read it as a young person, I was just like, I've seen a calf jumping around when it's released from the stall. The, the joy, they're just like crazy. Would you like to see one? I haven't actually got one here, but I'm hoping you might have to click on it if that's possible, Rob. Nope. See if it'll work. If not, don't worry. No? It's not going to do it. Oh, it's a shame. It's, Sorry? Show you? Oliver, show us. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm out! It's like being in a car for ages, isn't it? And it's just like, come on! I'm out, I'm free. That's the joy. And that video, you can go on YouTube and have a look. It's about 15 seconds long. And this, this calf is running around like a little puppy dog that's just been running after a ball. And then two other calves join it. And it's fantastic. It's so funny to watch. Sorry, it doesn't work. It's a bit of a shame. But that's what it's like. That's the joy. That's what this scripture is saying. That's what Malachi is saying here. Look at these calves that they've been inside all this time and now they're released. That's he's saying that's what we need to have in our lives. We need to have that joy. Christmas is a great time uh, to be full of joy. I understand that it is hard for some people. I'm not belittling that. But we are called as Christians to be joyful. We celebrate our Saviour being born. We celebrate the light shining in the darkness, as Emma shared. We celebrate the true King coming to us to rule with truth and grace. We celebrate the glories of his righteousness. And because of this, we have joy unspeakable joy it's like an overflowing well no tongue can tell it's joy unspeakable joy it rises in my soul and it never lets me go if you don't know the true joy that comes from our heavenly father I want to invite you to receive that joy to receive that love to understand and know the presence of the Heavenly Father in your life. And then we're going to sing a song to do that. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your son Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the fact that you sent him, that we celebrate that is enough for us to joy and be full of joy. But it doesn't end there. He showed us a life that's full of joy, a life full of helping others, of sacrifice, of service, Again, that's enough for us to be joyful about, but it didn't stop there. That your son went on the cross, bore our shame, and rose again. Father, that is enough for us to be joyful about, but it doesn't end there. Father, I thank you that we can spend eternity with you. All of these things, Father, we need to leap like those calves coming out of the stall. And just say thank you for the wonderful thing you have done for us, rescuing us. Lord, help us to be people of joy so others will know Jesus.
Amen. We're going to stand and sing, and then we're going to have some prayers from Kingdom Kids. So let's stand and sing Joy to the World with a little bit of a twist, not too crazy this time. Uh, actually, can't promise anything. Quite nice. <laughs>